We're needing you, Lord, right now. Thank you, Jesus, for this beautiful day. You alone are worthy, Lord, of all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. Thank you, Jesus, and thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. So good to be in the house of the Lord on this beautiful Sunday morning. Amen. That sunshine is a wonderful thing to wake up to in South Florida. Amen and amen. If you have your Bibles this morning, uh, let's turn uh, to the book of Philippians. Uh, the book of Philippians chapter 3. Amen. And we want to Look there at verse number seven. Okay. It says, But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but, but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. And do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. Amen. The Lord bless you this morning. You may be seated. Uh, now understanding here this morning uh, that this uh, letter here was written by the Apostle Paul. And uh, we understand how Paul had come into the understanding of this, as he referred it here, as the excellency of his knowledge. Um, we understand that Paul at one time in the verses prior to this, he describes how he was against what God was doing and he was against the, the movement of the church and the progress of the church and how he had tried to stop it. Um, but we understand that there was a day when he was out doing what he felt was right and the scripture shows us that the Lord began to humble him a little bit. The Lord took away his sight, and immediately he began to cry out, Lord, what will thou have me to do? And it's amazing what will happen when we allow God to begin to talk to us, to get our attention, and when we will pay attention to what he's trying to show us, right? And so Paul began to, at that point, that moment, that was a, a life-changing moment for Paul. Here he is going in one direction with all the energy that he had, uh, trying to stop something and trying to stand for what he felt was right. The things that he had been raised with, the teachings that he had been taught uh, all of his life up to that point, all the knowledge that he gained. He, he thought, I've got a pretty good grip on life. I've got a pretty good grip on understanding here. And here he's fighting, defending these things that he has been taught, these, the ways that he has been raised. And then now he finds himself humbled before God. God now was beginning to show him something he had no idea about. And the, the beautiful thing is, is that at, at finally at this point, Paul began to change. He allowed the change to take place. Now many times before that, he heard about it, he saw it, he was trying to stop it, but he wouldn't yield to it. He wouldn't allow it to take root in his heart. Now, you know, in... in, in times of teaching Bible studies to different people, I would you know, try to come up with some analogies or some examples of things to try to get people to understand. And, and one time I, I was teaching a young lady and, and uh, her mother, 
and I, I said, uh, well, why don't we go outside today and, and look at the, the beautiful purple sky? It's such a beautiful shade of purple today. And they both kind of looked at me, and, and they, they thought I was joking with them. And I, you know, well, I was, but you know, they were like, what, what is he talking about? And I said, I said, well, I said, you know, well, well, what color is that? And they said, well, that's blue. I said, it's blue. I said, no, that's not blue. I said, that's purple. I said, blue is, is this color here. And they're like, no, no, that's gray. I said, no, that's not, no, that's not what that is. You know, you know we went back and forth a little bit, and I said, but, but that's how I was taught. That, that's my understanding. That's what I was taught from being a little boy, that that, that color right there was purple. And, and they, they said, well, that's not the right color. You, you were misinformed. I said, of course. I said, and, and how many things of the Scripture have you been misinformed? Okay. And just because so-and-so did it this way and, and this person over here did it that way, that doesn't make it what's right. That just means that's what they think. Okay. And, of course, this morning, I don't want anybody's opinion. <laughs> I, when it comes to my soul... It comes to my eternity. I'm only looking in one place. And that's this Word of God. Amen. And I'm not looking for any commentary. I'm not looking for anyone's dream that they had last night about what they think and how they think it needs to be. But rather, I'm sticking with what the book says and how the book says it needs to be. Amen. Amen. Your Bible, it's, you know... the. God's very simple and, and, and straightforward and very, very clear and easy to understand that he, he says right there what's needed in, in each one of our lives. And he shows us that he's not changing from that, that it's not going to ever change from that. And that's the way that it is. And, and he's not being that way to be difficult. He's being that way and showing us that's the way we need to be if we're going to be steadfast, if we're going to be unmovable, if we're going to stick and be able to be where he plants us to be at. You know, God spoke into existence everything that he did, and so it is. The sun still goes up and down the same way God told it to be. And, and, and the clouds and all the different things he, he put in place, that's what he wanted. That's what they're doing. Amen. He don't have to wake up the sun every morning. He doesn't have to remind it. Hey, you're supposed to pop up over here at this time. It's automatic. It knows its job. It's, it, it's doing what it's supposed to do every day. As, as time goes by, it keeps doing the same old thing over and over and over. And some people want to look at it as being old and boring. But that's called being consistent. It's called being faithful. Amen. And those are qualities that God is looking at and looking for in each and every one of us. Amen. The sun isn't needing anybody to pat it on the back and say, oh, you're, you're shining good today, you know. Oh, you, you made it on time this morning. Good job, son. It don't need that. It's just, it's just happy to be doing what it was meant to do. It's just happy to be a part of God's plan. It's just happy to be in the, in the works of what God is doing. Amen. You know, it's all good and well when somebody tells you you look nice. You know, when somebody tells you, oh, you're doing a good job, that's all nice and well. But you know what? I don't need a, a pat on the back every step of the way. And I don't need to be noticed for everything that I'm doing because I understand what I'm doing this morning. I understand why I'm doing what I'm doing this morning. Amen. It's just to glorify my God. It's just to show Him thanks. It's just to show Him praise. Amen. 
And so Paul here, after he finds himself in this situation, the Bible shows us that he did repent and that he was baptized in Jesus' name and that he received the Holy Ghost. Amen. And people, a lot of times, they, they, uh, they view repentance as a, a hard thing. They view it as a, a, a difficult thing or even a negative thing. You know, and as Paul said here, he said, I've, I've lost all things, everything I've lost for this. And he says, and I count again. And you know, that, that's the attitude of somebody that has the Holy Ghost. That's the attitude of somebody that's truly repented and that has one purpose in mind, and that is making it to heaven. People that are not convinced of God's truth and that don't have faith in God's message, well, then they are, they are on the fence, if you will. They're undecided on, on what side they're going to take because you know, they, they uh, regret having to give some things up. They, they regret having to make some choices that they don't really want to make. And, and, and you know, your flesh, it could be stubborn sometimes. It could be a little difficult and, and, and work against you at moments. But at the same time, we're, we're looking at something that's so much bigger, so much grander than what our, our little mind can comprehend at this moment. Right now, we, we look at things around us and we, we think, oh, I'd like to have this and I'd like to have that. And, and if I had that, well, then I'd, I'd be a happier person. If I could work this out, then everything would be okay. But we're limited to what we see other people doing and what we think and how we think they're happy in doing those things. That's the flesh. And so it's, it, it, and of course, we're surrounded by this natural world. We're surrounded by these things around us. But the Bible also tells us that we're not to be conformed to these things, that we're not supposed to be wrapped up in these things. Of course, we have to live here, right? But I understand that my peace, my joy, my happiness, you know, what I'm looking forward to, it's not in this world. I'm not going to find my rest in this world at this time. Amen? And I'm glad about that because everything here is, is temporary. Everything here, it breaks down, it, it falls apart, it rusts, it, it, it doesn't last. But the peace that comes from the Holy Ghost, the joy, the understanding that comes through the Word of God, it doesn't, it doesn't fade away, it doesn't change. <laughs> that's a good thing. And that's how through whatever we're doing, whatever's going on, whatever our day is, we're able to be happy. We're able to stand strong. We're able to square our shoulders and look at whatever the situation is and say, what is this? My God's bigger than this. I've seen God take care of situations bigger than this before. This is nothing for my God. And say that with confidence because you've been there before. You've seen, you've read in your Bible of what God can do and what God has already done. Amen? Amen. But your flesh, I'm flesh. We have to contend with that. We have to work through that. We have to deal with that. And we have to put it in its place. We have to overcome that. Amen. On a daily basis, the Bible does say that we are to die daily. Amen. That doesn't mean that we're, you know, a natural death. That means that we're cutting this flesh. 
that we're, we're putting it back into the place that where it needs to be, where it's not controlling us, where it's not demanding us, that rather we're showing it where it belongs. Okay? And that, that, that cutting away is a part of repentance. Okay, when you repent, you're not just telling God that you're sorry. You're not just saying you're sorry because you got caught or because somebody told you, you know, you got in trouble or, or because senior pastor set you down and had a talk with you, so, oh, I'm sorry now. Okay? No, we, we repent because we don't want that stain of sin to be upon our life. The Bible shows us that if we have that stain of sin, that there will be no place for us in heaven. Now, the Bible says He's coming back for a church, and that, that, that church is going to be without spot and without wrinkle. Amen. That's the way that God makes us when we're baptized in His name. We come out of that water. We are a brand new creature. The Bible says all things are become new. He puts us in a new mind. He puts us in a new attire. He puts us in a new attitude. He puts us everything, everything is new. Amen. And that's the way He wants us to live. He, he, he shows us and tells us, commandment, commands us to walk in newness of life. And that's because we just repented. We, we just cut away all the old, all the negative, all the nasty, all the disgusting, all the, the down, all the, all the carnal. Okay, we're, we're telling God, I don't want to be that. I don't want that in my life. It's miserable. There's no peace in it. There's no joy in it. There's no happiness in it. Okay? And when we truly repent, and we say, Lord, I don't want to keep making these decisions, these bad decisions over and over again because I'm not getting anywhere in my life. The years, they keep clicking by, but I'm not getting any better. I'm not any better now than I was then. In fact, I'm getting worse. As we read about the lady with the issue of blood, right? As time goes on, she kept going and going and going to doctor, to doctor, to doctor, and they, and they kept not being able to help her out. And all this time, it's just, it, time's just going by and going by and going by. And no progress. But as soon as she touches Jesus, she's all good. There's no problem now. Everything's stopped up. She's happy now. She's got victory now. Okay? And see, the enemy just wants us to keep trying to old patterns over and over again thinking that we're going to get a different response or a different outcome. It doesn't work that way. You know, I've heard a senior pastor teach before, you know, you, you, you hit your, uh, your thumb with a hammer, okay, and you, and you swing the same spot again and you hit your thumb again. Well, that's because you didn't move your thumb. You, know, you didn't learn the first time that you hit it, okay? And the point being is that if you keep going through the same lifestyle, the same decisions that we know that are against what God's trying to get us to see, okay, that we're not going to get any better in our life. Situations aren't going to get any better. And people think, well, uh, well, this is getting a little better and this is getting a little better, so I I'm okay. No, it doesn't work that way. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, if, if, if you're not making progress in this kingdom, if, if you're not seeing your need more and more to draw closer to Him and you're not heeding to that, and there's not fruit being uh, uh, born on the, the tree spiritually uh, speaking, 
well, then there's, there's something that we're looking for here, okay? We're going to bear fruit one way or another, okay? And, and the choices that we make, the decisions that we make on a daily basis, they're going to be deciding what kind of fruit we got. You know, I, I, I went in the refrigerator the other day, and I, I, I bought some plums and uh, put them in the little drawer in the refrigerator, and I, I went to grab a plum out, and, you know, I just got them from the store, you know, and they all went in the drawer, I went to, to you know, I'm, you know, trying to squeeze a little bit to see which one's the softest, and uh, I, I, my finger went inside of one of them. I'm like, ah, oh, that's nasty. You know, that one gets thrown out, right? You don't want that one, okay? And, and, and when God's looking down on us, and, 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 and our, 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 our trees are overloaded here, we want our trees to be overloaded with the fruit of the Spirit, okay? And as we're going through this time, this, 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 this grind, if you will, this life, why we have to, you know, we, we don't want God to look down on us, have nasty old rotten fruit hanging on us, which is, coincides with bad attitudes, which coincides with a lack of faith, okay? But God wants to look down and see us happy, see us excited, See us going forward, being positive about everything that he's doing. You know, he, he's not complaining about anything. He, he, he's putting everything just the way he sees it to be. Okay? He's not having a bad day. He's not saying, oh, why do I got to do this? No. He's happy. He's trying to bless his children. He's trying to bring victory to our lives. He's trying to bring us out of misery, out of darkness, into his marvelous life. He's trying to set all the negatives to a positive for us. Amen? But we have to let him do it. We have to jump on board here. We have to say, okay, Lord, help me to get out of this flesh. Help me to get out of this natural mind. Then I'm going to be able to see what you're trying to do here. Amen? And so after Paul finally stopped, you know, coming against him, and finally got to the point here, you know, I know this, and this is all I've known, and, you know, this is what I've been taught, and this is what I'm comfortable with, right? How many of us get comfortable with things? And, and we don't like our comfort to be disturbed. We don't like uh, to, to be uh, displaced in any way, right? A few weeks ago, I, I smashed my thumb in my truck door. And it, and, and it happened to latch after the door shut. And, of course, I had both arms full of things, and I, I'm trying not to drop everything. And so I, I, you know, I did one of these numbers here to shut the door, and that's how you know, it got caught in the door. So then I'm, I'm trying to still with both arms full, trying to get you know, my pinky down to unlatch the door, which is locked, of course, because I was done for the day. So I'm trying to get the key in to unlock the door, to pull the pinky, to get my thumb, which is stuck in the door, out. So, you know, it was, I'm sure anybody driving by thought it was, you know, I'm, I'm doing one of these numbers, you know, try, and they're like, oh, he's got some problems. <laughs> you know, and all the while, I, I, my, my, my finger's just throbbing, you know, and, you know, okay, whatever. So get the door unlocked, get the finger out, and whatever, okay, life goes on, you know, okay. And, but, you know, it, don't, don't think that still I don't feel a reminder every time I go to pick something up and then, and it's, it's, you know, you feel a little extra, oh, I'm still here, <laughs> and I'm still purple, and I still hurt, okay? And, and the flesh doesn't like that discomfort. 
It doesn't like to be, you know, it wants to grab onto something. It doesn't want to be, ow, it doesn't want the pain. Okay, well, your flesh, it, it, it can be very strong-willed. Okay, and, and when we are in the midst of life, in the midst of everything that's going on, it could be chaotic at times and overwhelming at times. Okay, and, and, and the more that things it seemed to be the more uh, wind in our face, if you will, the more resistance that we come in contact with, the more and more and more reminders that our flesh gives us. Okay? And, and, and it's, oh, it's this, and it's this, and it's this, and it's this, and it's this. And, and of course, some of them are valid to the flesh. Some of them would make sense in the flesh. But we're not serving the flesh, are we? And so when these reminders come up and they, you know, you know, pop up or whatever you want to call it, to, to in, your, in your computer, your mind here, as you're going along, then we've got to counter those things. We have to remind ourselves of who we are and what God has done, okay, that we're not going to just stay in, you know, I, I didn't, you know, I'm not, you know, uh, anything special, but I didn't go in and I didn't get a bag of ice. I didn't sit down and, you know, and nurse it and, 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 you know, oh, honey, my boo-boo, please, you know, help me. And I didn't make a big, I didn't miss work the next day. I didn't, nothing affected, nothing changed, okay? And, and again, I'm not saying that to, to say I'm anything. I'm saying that because, you know, I could have done that. I know people that miss work if they have the hiccups. Oh, I'm deathly ill. I can't make it in today. Oh, these hiccups are whipping me, you know. And we all laugh, but there are people like that, okay? They're looking for any excuse. Oh, I can't make it today. Oh, you know. And, 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 and we've got to understand that this, this race that we're in, that we're, we're contending for here, that we're in the, in the, in the, in the battle for here tonight, today, that it, it, takes, it takes some Umph. It takes some backbone. It takes some determination. It takes some faith. Huh. I know that if, if, if it's time for it to go, it's time for it to go. But I'm not going to sit around and, 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 and you know, baby it until one thing or another happens. It either stays on or it gets lost. I'm praying it stays on. You know, I have faith it's going to. Okay? But all the while, the church keeps going forward. We keep moving. We keep trucking. We've got things to do. We've got responsibilities. God's investing in us. God's, God's implanting good, positive things in our lives. Amen. And not for us to go and, and get it all mixed up and tangled up with doubt and fear and negativity, but rather to, to be a light, the Bible says, in that dark place. You know how much more people uh, notice those that are, are positive, that are happy, than those that complain and are nasty. Nobody likes the whiner and the complainer in the bunch. We, we uh, on the way to, to uh, get my daughter's teeth pulled last week, we stopped at a place and, and uh, we needed to stretch our legs and they had a, a cave that we went into, and 
And mind you, it, it says out front that it's a cave and that it is uh, underground and that it's um, very tight. And so we're on this, in the cave. It's like 200 some feet underground. And we're walking down the path. Now I'm, you know, not a little guy. And so I'm, you know, kind of walking like this in spots. And, you know, sometimes you got to do one of these numbers to get down the little, the little path to go through. And, and as we're walking down there, the lady's explaining, you know, how the guy that found it, you know, the, 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 you know he, he crawled in like, you know, in, in eight inches of space for all this way through this thing to find, you know, this, this waterfall underground. And uh, so as we're going, I hear this individual behind me, and she's getting louder and louder and louder and louder, and, and, and I'm trying to listen to what the, the guide is, is saying, and, and this lady, she's, I hear her moving up the, you know, the, the path, and, and she's getting louder and louder and louder and louder, and, uh, and so I kind of ignored it until the point where I couldn't ignore it anymore. She was making such a scene, and of course, you know, when somebody decides to make a scene, you know, usually the people uh, that, that run the place, they, you know, escort them to a out the side door and, and, you know, take care of them. But when you're uh, 300 feet underground, uh, there's, there's no side doors. Um, there's, there's one way in and there's one way out. And, and she's getting so upset because she's claustrophobic. And I'm like, wow. I said, um, maybe you should have thought about that before you went down into a, a cave. Um, I don't know, but if you're afraid of tight spaces, Probably not the best place for you. Just, just going to throw that out there. And, and so she was getting so upset because the, the path was so tight and she couldn't see because it's dark. Well, again, it's a cave. Um, it's dark, it's wet, and it's tight. Okay? It, that's, that's kind of the whole part of it here. And, you know, they, they had big, huge signs out there that described all of these things before you go down the elevator. And apparently, maybe she couldn't read. And maybe she couldn't see because they had pictures of it too. So, anyways. <laughs> but the point is, is that that's pretty much a good example of how our flesh is, right? It wants to do what it wants to do, but then when... It doesn't get it the way that it wants, and it doesn't turn out the way that we think. Then it wants to get mad. It wants to get upset. It wants to put the blame on somebody else. She was blaming everybody in there. And I didn't say anything, but I would say, it's your fault. You're the one that went down here. Nobody made you. You actually paid money to get down here. I said, and you want to complain about it. Okay, well, that's because in this flesh, a lot of times, it's never going to be satisfied. It's always going to be something else. And then whatever that is, then it's going to be something else. And then it's going to be something else. It's always going to have something to complain about. It's going to have something to, to uh, voice uh, opinion about, if that's a more uh, politically correct way of saying it. But it all comes back to the same thing. It's an unrepented heart. It's an unwilling heart okay, that wants to just have its way. And it's putting up all the blocks and all the different ways, making all the different excuses. When it all comes back, all of it comes back to the same thing. There's not a true heart of repentance. 
When you've got a true heart of repentance, there's no, there's no, uh, uh, there's no wondering on how you're going to respond to something. There's no questioning if you're going to do what's right. Okay? When you've got the Holy Ghost, you know. You, you know, you, you, you're going to be faithful. You're going to, you're, you know that God can depend on you. You know God's looking there. and he, He's going to say, I ain't worried about this. I, he's got this. She's got that. Okay? And I, when I, I want to be that way before God. I don't want God to be saying, I don't know. It looks like he's having a rough day today. It looks like he's letting this, you know, get the best of him. It looks like he's, he's letting, letting this one overcome him a little bit. No. You want, I don't want God, you know, everything God's done for me, all that God's showing me and allowing me to have, I want to be faithful with what God gave me. And I want to understand the right from the wrong. And understand that what my flesh wants isn't always right. And so Paul, after all this, he still was fighting, still was fighting, still was fighting. Until God went ahead and took care of business. And he found himself that day with the lights out. And he found himself crying out, Lord, what will thou have me to do? Okay. So just that quick, he changed. That quick, his attitude changed. And then that quick, God showed up. God started helping him. God started filling him with what he needed to be filled with, which was the Holy Ghost. Not with hate, not with all these other things, but God brought truth to his life. And then you see, after truth came in, how everything in his life changed. Everything in his life changed. Everything that he did changed for the good. Okay? And see, that's where it's not, it's not enough to just get baptized. And, and to get the Holy Ghost, and that's, that's where we all need to be every day, obviously. A good renewing of the Spirit day by day. Every day we're getting a fresh touch. Every day a fresh renewing. But that's not enough. Okay? With that renewing, he didn't set and in, continue doing his same old things that he did before that. With his new experience. He didn't just sit down and, and let time go by. And just... In a corner quietly saying, oh, thank you, Jesus, for what you've given me. Right? But the Bible says the opposite of that, right? All the energy that he was putting in stopping the church, trying to stop what God was doing, it says he took all that same energy, all that same zeal. He was out there preaching the gospel. He's out there telling everybody, hey, this is who I was, but now look who I am. Now I've got the real deal. Now I've got the Holy Ghost. Now I've been baptized in Jesus' name. The Bible says he's going out everywhere he went. He's preaching the gospel, preaching the gospel, preaching the gospel. Right? And, and so everything was just perfect and everything was just right and he never had any more difficulties in his life. Right? That's what he said, right? He said he's learned in all things to be content. Did that mean everything was perfect? Did that mean his flesh didn't have any more reminders? <laughs> no. He was beaten. He was stoned. 
But did, did you read in there where he, he changed his outlook on what God was doing? No. Do you, do you read where he, you, you find him in a corner because so-and-so did something to him? No. Do you see where he got his feelings hurt and so he got a bad attitude? No. But you see where everywhere he went, he was encouraging to others. He was trying to help others. Learn, he said, learn from me. Learn from the things I'm going through here. Look at this example. Showing us that, yeah, people are going to talk. Yes, the enemy's going to come. Yes, things are going to happen. Of course they are. But it doesn't change who God is and what God is trying to do in our life. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. The same book of Philippians, chapter 3. And you skip down here to verse 13. And he says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Okay? So, he's, again, laying it out there. All these other things, they're past. They're gone. They're over with. That's, that's who I was. That's the lifestyle I used to live. Those are the things I used to be involved with. Those are the lifestyles I, I used to be a part of, and the things they, they, that went along with them. Yeah, I did those things. But now, no, no. I, I, I've, I have forgotten all of those things. I, I don't want to remember those things anymore. I don't want to be a part of those. I don't want to be associated with those things anymore. You know, to be associated with something, a lot of times, you can be associated by it, but just being around it. It doesn't mean you have to be doing it. I don't want to appear that I'm being associated with those things. Okay? I, I understand that what God's given me, it's the best. I, not only is it the best, it's the only way out of here. <laughs> and so, whatever that means I've got to do, okay, I'm going to do it. Whatever that means, I, whatever decisions I've got to make to make sure it is the way that it needs to be in my life, Okay, I'm going to make that choice. I'm going, to, I'm going to stand that ground. I'm going to do whatever that is. Because as he said here, I've got to win this. I, I've got to keep this. I've, I've got to hold this. I, I've got to cherish this. And, and if I allow anything, whatever it is, or whoever it is, to come in and begin to whisper and begin to put doubt and to put fear, to try to rob away, what God's doing, you know. And that's what happened. That's how the enemy is able to get in and, and, and begin to talk us out of what God is doing. Okay? You know, people, not everybody's that strong. Not everybody's, you know, are, are, has enough faith. You know, sometimes we get weak, and, and that's why we have to encourage one another. Okay? And when we get weak, it's, it's, it's so easy to start, you know, all the different things. 
you know, oh, they, they, they looked at me wrong today at church, and, and I, I think they got a problem with me. And, oh, oh, oh they, I heard so-and-so and so-and-so this and so, you know, all, all these whispers. You know, if, 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 if I cared about what anybody else thought, you know, then I, I wouldn't get anything else done besides just, oh, I think, well, how do you know that they're not facing a lot of things right now and they're going through a lot of things right now and that's why they didn't skip up to you and give you a kiss on the cheek? Maybe they're just trying to make it through themselves. Okay? So I, 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 I'm encouraged in the Holy Ghost. I serve God. I worship God. That's who I'm here for. I'm not here to entertain anybody else. I'm here to entertain His presence. That's why I'm here. That's why I come to church. I need a touch from God. I need an unction from Him. Amen. You may be seated. Yes, we love one another. Yes, we fellowship one another. But this isn't a social club. That's not why we come here. We come to get renewed. We come to put the devil under our feet. We come to get strength to be able to stand and battle against all the odds that are trying to come against us here. Amen. And if you allow the enemy to come in here with you, then there's not going to be any change. God can't penetrate through that. The Word of God can't penetrate through your hardened heart. Of, of, of unknowing of, of what this and this, you know, that's where you have to have faith. The Bible says walk by faith and not by sight. You come into an atmosphere like this, you've got to have one thing in your mind, and that is everything else has got to be shut off, and I've got to get the Holy Ghost. Everything else needs to be eliminated out of my mind, my thinking, what I'm doing after this, next week, next year, whatever's going on, I've got to shut down all that, and right now, I've got to let the Word of God get into my mind that I'm going to be able to get some good, solid direction. Because you go out of this place and it's this and it's this and it's this and they have an opinion and they have an opinion and you're weighed by all those things. But it's not good opinions. It's not the Word of God. But you get in the presence of the Lord, you better do whatever it takes to tune in to what God's trying to get across to your heart because you don't want to find yourself being at odds with God. And you don't want to find yourself coming into an atmosphere like this and leaving the same way you came in. Amen? I... We... we, uh, we had, uh, we had uh, Ava, she had, she had to have some teeth pulled, I said. And uh, for, uh, since February, we'd been, uh, I call it shopping around. Um, I, we would take her to dentist to dentist. Uh, she, had, she had some permanent teeth that had to be removed. And she had some baby teeth that had to be removed a while back. And, and uh, we finally found a place that did it pretty reasonable. Um, but now she had to have permanent teeth Well. No, 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 no regular child dentist can remove permanent teeth. You have to go to an oral surgeon. So, of course, cha-ching. And uh, so we started pricing some oral surgeons, and, and uh, we went to one in Wellington, and, and the guy was very nice, and he came in and went through his little spill, and uh, he looked at me, and 
and, and basically, he, he said it's going to be right around $4,000. And I, I said, oh, okay, well, that's nice. I appreciate your uh, sp- taking some time to talk to us. We really appreciate your opinion. He said, so you want to go ahead and get that scheduled? I said, well, actually, um, I think me and my wife want to pray about that one, and uh, maybe we'll get back with you later. How's that sound? Oh, we can get, we can get it done next week. I said, no, no, I appreciate your, your eagerness, um, but we'll, we'll just see what, what we can work out here. And uh, so huh, we did pray about it, <laughs> and uh, we did uh, continue to go through other avenues, and another place wanted $3,000, and another place wanted $2,100, and that was the cheapest we could find. It was $2,100, and I said, this ain't going to happen. I said, no, no. I said, I, and I told Ava, I, I, I braced her. I said, sweetie, I said, I'll go buy a new pair of vice grips. I said, I won't put them on anything else. I said, I'll, I'll clean them real good, and we'll just go ahead and pull them out, sweetie. And she's like, oh, no, no, daddy, no, daddy. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. But uh, so I, I had made a phone call to uh, somebody that I, I knew that he was a friend of our family growing up, and he was a neurosurgeon. And, but I, I thought that he retired, and uh, it came through that he had not retired yet. And um, so we, he, he said, just if you, could, if you could bring her here, he said, I'll do it for $400. And I said, oh, praise God. <laughs> so, so that entailed me having to take her to him, but it worked out okay. So we were there in the, in the gentleman's office. Now, he, this was his last week of work that we went there, and that's why we had to go when we did. And uh, so we get in there, and he, we have to go for a little consultation, and, and we're sitting there, and he's a very nice guy. And uh, he gets done, and he says, okay. He said, I think it's going to be really easy, really quick. He had the x-ray there. He said, so I tell you what, you know, I'll give you a good family discount. And he says, so just $200 is all it'll be to do this. And I'm like, I, okay, okay, and he goes, and if you need to, he said, you can make payments, um, uh, $10 a week or a month, whatever you need to do, he said, we can, we can work, and he's retiring in like three days, you can make payments, and it, don't worry about it, I, you know, I know you from way back, well, all this kind of stuff, I'm like, oh, praise God, you know, this is, this is good, and uh, so Ava goes in for her thing, and, and me and my wife are sitting in the, the, um, in the waiting room, and uh, we hear shouting going on in the in the the room behind us and laughing and and shouting and uh and so i hear i hear something and and he goes oh three more left and i hear giggles and giggles and giggles and go on and and whatnot and and as he comes out after a while and he's he's just smiling from ear to ear and he goes he goes in all my years he said you know you know he's been 40 some years in all my years i've never ever had a patient that i've liked so much as your daughter he said, I've never seen a girl get her teeth pulled out. And he said, after every tooth, she was sitting there going, woo! You know, and she's out there, hands up in the air, just praising God after every tooth that comes out. And he goes, I've never seen a girl, I've never seen anybody do that before. And so I thought it was great. And uh, so I got word that he had a retirement party, and, and they, he voted her, her his, his, uh, his most favorite patient in all the years of his dentistry. And so... I, but the thing was, is he said, he said, you know, she's so polite, and she's so sweet, and she's so kind, and, you know, she's just, she's just so, and I said, well, I said, we, we do do our best. I said, you know, and she does, you know, she's seeking the Holy Ghost. You know, she goes to church every, you know, service she can, you know, and that's multiple times a week, 
you know, and he, and so we got to open up a little bit there about that, and it was really good. Um, but it, it, there's something about trusting God, believing in God, knowing that, you know, I, you know me, you know, I, I go to the one guy, and I'm like, you know, I know this ain't going to happen. I know, no, nah, it ain't there, and it ain't happening. I said, so I said, you know, God, so, you know, I, I know, I know how you like to do things, so, you know, we start here, and we'll, we'll end up somewhere down here. I, I understand how this goes, and I, I have faith, and I believe that, and I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't questioning, I wasn't going to doubt, I wasn't going to get all upset. I knew God had a way, God had an answer, okay, and, and it's like that with anything in life, okay, we can get news, and we can have this, we have that, and we have the choice of either getting really upset about it, and uptight about it, and fearing about it, and doubting about it, or we can simply say, okay, God, I, I heard what they said, but now let me see what you got. Let me, I, I, I'm, I'm sticking around for what you're going to do, and, and how you're going to do it, okay? And I'm not going to get all bent out of shape on what, you know, I, I, what, what, what I think is going to happen. Because we really can get off base when we do that. But we understand that, I understand that everything that I have and everything that I do, I'm looking and I'm waiting for God's direction. I'm looking for God's answer. I'm not just jumping out on, on, on some carnal thought that I have and, and this is what I'm going to base everything on. No, I'm, I'm sticking with what the book is showing me and I'm trying to line up with it step by step here. That I'm going to be in tune with Him. And, of course, that comes at a cost to all of us. That means our flesh has to sacrifice. That means that we have to you know, come against the direction it's wanting to go in sometimes in order to stand for what is right, in order to do what is right. And... It, you understand that the Bible tells us that, in fact, we could go there. Let's go to uh, uh, 1 Corinthians. And chapter 15. All right. And let's look at verse 58. It says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Okay? So, the flesh wants to say it's a waste, wants to say that, you know, it goes back to what Paul said, you know, I've, I've lost all things. Everything I've had, it, I, I've lost it. And I, I, and I count it as dung. As waste, as nothing. Okay, I don't even. It's not even. I'm not even allowed to register on on any value level to me. The things that I was a part of, the things that I did, the, the all the things I had accumulated, they're nothing 
in comparison to the truth, in comparison to salvation. And so here it's, it's, you know, everything that we do for God, it's not in vain. It's not a waste. It's, it's all a matter of preparing our hearts and our lives for eternity with Him. And if you look at, if you look at giving something up as, oh, I've got to do this, and, 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 and you make it a, a big deal, well, then that's something you're going to uh, fight and struggle with. That you're, it's going to overcome you eventually. But when you realize that when God shows you and convicts your heart, now that's something to remember. That, that, that the church stands for things. They're not just, they're not rules. Okay? They're things that God's going to convict your heart about. And when God convicts your heart about choices that you need to make, then it's not, oh, I have to do this. No, no, no. Praise God. He opened my eyes up to see another thing I need to do to make sure I'm going to make it to heaven. Thank God He's given me direction that I can start making the proper choices that I'm going to be able to avoid destruction. Okay? I don't look at it as anything that I have to do. I look at things that God shows me in His Bible as, as eye-openers, as, as being able to sharpen up, as being able to better myself. Ultimately, God's trying to help us to be able to be victorious. Right? And if we keep listening to what He's showing us and keep applying these things with the right attitude, with the right motive behind it, then that means it's going to get easier and easier and easier every day, every step, every, everything we do is going to get that much easier because we're going to be that much clearer-minded in, in the motive of what God's trying to do in our life. Right? And if you're constantly dragging on, on all these things i got to do, then it's, it's going to be a battle that you're going to lose. I, I know everything in this book is good. I know everything in this book. The Bible says all Scripture. They're all working together here for my good. They're all working out here to make me what I need to be. Not what this flesh wants, but what I need to be. Amen. And I know that in, in God doing all these things and, and bringing all these things to my life and working everything out that he is and the way that he's doing it, it's all right. It's all good. It's all wonderful. And I want to be on board with it. I want to be plugged into it. I want to be backing it with everything that I've got. Amen. I want to be the Paul after God showed himself to him. Not before. And then, you know, here he is through all that he goes through. Everything that happens. He's still able to continue on knowing that, hey, I ain't living for this world. You, you can do whatever you want to do with this body. You can say whatever you want to say. I, I'm not, I, I, my, my opinion in the matter isn't being swayed one way or another by what, the, what somebody else is trying to do to me. I know who I am. I know what God's placed in my heart. I know what he's capable of doing. And again, I ain't living for this world. And that's how Paul was able to face all the things he came against with a positive attitude, with a positive outlook, being encouraged, being strengthened, you know, not letting, you know, anything hinder him from what God was trying to do. You know, I'm not looking for excuse out of this thing. I'm not looking for a reason why not to do something. 
okay? But I'm looking for all the more ways to draw closer to Him, to sharpen up my, my sword here, sharpen up my perspective here, okay? Making sure I'm staying on the right side of everything that God's doing. That I'm not questioning, that I'm not, you know, wondering why this and why that. Not my place, okay? My place is, thank you, Jesus. You gave me another day. You gave me the Holy Ghost. You gave me a chance to be baptized in your name, to get my sins washed away, to remove that stain of sin off my life. You gave me joy unspeakable. You gave me peace that passeth all understanding. You, you've given me everything and more that I could ever dream of. Everything I need to make it, I've got it. And everything you need to make it, you either got it or it's right here in this place this morning. Okay? So, hey, if I never get this, okay, whatever. Not meant to be. If this never happens, sure. If I never go see whatever, okay, whatever. I don't see it. You know, kids, my, my daughter, Ava, she likes to read, and she'll read a book, and, oh, Daddy, I want to go see the Grand Canyon. Oh, that's nice. Well, I want to go see the red, Redwood trees. Oh, okay, sure, whatever. I, I, I want to go to Alaska. Okay, it's wonderful. Every book she reads, she wants to go there. She wants to see it. She wants to be a part of it. Okay, well, you read the book? Okay, there it is. Look at the pictures. It's wonderful. You know, but for some reason, that doesn't quite do it sometimes. If it were only that easy, right? But the point is, is that, okay, if you make it there, you make it there. You don't make it there, you don't make it there, okay? Those are, those are temporary things in this life that don't matter, okay? The only thing that matters is this is the day that God's given me, and I've got one thing that I've got in mind today. And, and as Paul said, I, I'm pressing toward this thing. I'm putting everything I've got in this thing. I've got to get the Holy Ghost. I've got to get right with God. I've got to be what God's called me and made me to be today. That's all that matters. Everything else, it can do whatever it wants to do, but I've got one thing I'm determined to do. And that is, I, I want more Holy Ghost. I want more joy. I want a better understanding. I want a clearer mind this day. I want that peace that God's got for me. And so I'm not going to let anything else stop me. And the writer said in the book of Psalms, this one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. Okay, that's it. That's it right there. That's all in, in one little nutshell for you right there. That's our goal today. We want to be in the house of God, and we want the Holy Ghost. <laughs> we, 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 want to, we want to push through every doubt, every fear, every obstacle the enemy's trying to bring and understand. I, that's okay. It, it's going to be there. But in order for it to be there and me to keep what God's showing me and investing in me, then I've got to get past all that and get the Holy Ghost and, and get renewed, and get restrengthened, and get redirected here. My flesh is trying to get me to go this way. And I've got to get a renewing that's going to get me going on that straight and narrow. Okay? And don't be like that crazy woman that I met down there in that cave. And when she got on that straight and narrow down there, ah, ah, woe is me. Oh, this, oh, this, oh, that. Well, Hey, just hold on. You're going to get to the end of the thing. You'll see it, and they're going to take you back up. So zip it. Just You paid for it. Stick in there now.
okay? She didn't. I heard it all the way down there. And then somehow she got next to me on the way back. I heard it all the way back out the thing. So the whole trip, ah, you know, a whole entire thing, okay? Don't make it difficult for God. He's provided a nice way for us to go. He's given us everything that we got that we need to have on this journey, okay? And when it's all working, when that Holy Ghost is working right, there's not complaining, there's not doubt, there's not fear. It's all good, it's all positive, it's all wonderful, it's joy, it's peace, it's happiness. Amen? And so on this straight and narrow, I want to make sure my tune is all positive. It's all upbeat, it's all uplifting, it's all encouraging to everybody that's around me. Make it pleasant for other people around you. They don't want to hear about your problems. They want to hear about your Holy Ghost. They want to hear about what God's done for you. They want to hear about what you were and now what God's made you in to be. Don't go back to what you used to be. Don't be like everybody else that's still in that pit. Remind yourself that God's pulled you out of that pit. God's cleaned you up from that mess. God's given you what you need here. I'm not going to revert back to that kind of thinking, but rather I'm understanding God's done everything for me. He's brought me into a newness of life, a great and wonderful opportunity here today. Amen. Amen. You may stand this morning. God's doing good things. I'm so glad that God's given me an opportunity to just be a part of it. Amen. And I want to make sure just as that sun keeps coming up, that every opportunity that God gives me and wakes me up, that, that my praise is it's coming up. Good morning, Lord. Here I am. Ha, and you're still on the throne. Ha, I still got the Holy Ghost. I still got truth. I still got understanding. I got everything that I need here. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good time. Everything's going to be wonderful. Amen. And, that, and I ain't just saying that. That's what it is. Okay. I'm not just saying that to, to try to encourage you. Well, I hope it does encourage you, but I understand that every day that's how it is. It don't matter what i got to face today. I know it's going to be okay. I know it's going to be great because I've got what I need. I'm equipped for the job. I've got the Holy Ghost. Amen. I've got His blood. I've got His name. But the Bible says that all power in heaven and earth is in that name. i got everything. Okay? And I'm not going to allow the enemy to talk me out of anything that God's doing or is continuing to do this day. Amen. Let's worship the Lord this morning. Let's thank Him for this time and opportunity that He's allowed us to be here this morning.